things should start. There we go. Discord has sent the message. So, good evening, everybody. This is, uh, I think, the first time we've ever broadcast twice in one week. I know. It's a, it's a surprise, and hopefully a welcome surprise for anyone that's out there listening. But it's for an incredible occasion because of the fact that it the is... Hockey playoffs are here. Correct. Hockey playoff season is upon us, and upon us in a huge way because... Uh, what started with, I would assume, the KHL playoffs, which are now in the final, which is called the Gagarin Cup, or not, unlike the Gagarin Cup, as Andrew had corrected me on the pronunciation. Yeah, I, yeah, it, if you watch, my favorite movie growing up was Hunt for the Red October, mm-hmm. uh, which is, if anyone doesn't know, it's about a Russian submarine, Soviet submarine, that decides to defect. So they talked about Yuri Gagarin, who is a national hero over in Russia. So I know the name quite well. So, yeah, they... they I think it's their top flight league. It is their top flight league, and it's probably the second best pro league in the world behind the NHL. Uh, then we've got, uh, of course, the Stanley Cup playoffs started last night, which uh, with probably a great first night of the playoffs like none of the games i believe had any sort of lull all of them had some sort of excitement all of them came down to the wire it was just it was the nhl couldn't have scripted a better first night of playoff hockey and right now we are watching the 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 semi round the semi-final for the uh, college, Four. exactly the college hockey national championship out in Buffalo. So we are currently keeping an eye on that. Then we've got a preview of the Calder Cup playoffs for the AHL, as well as the Kelly Cup playoffs for the ECHL, and of course our our thoughts on the the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, but first we're gonna go to the to the league that we know the very least about, and we're gonna learn about it <laughs> along the way with you as we're watching uh, Providence and. Uh, Minnesota Duluth starting off, I believe, third period. Third period. So it's, and I think it's all tied up. It's all tied up one to one. We'll keep an eye on that out in Buffalo. Uh, but first, the Gagarin Cup out in the KHL. They are currently in the final, but we're going to figure out how they got there, what they do over there, and, and if in Soviet Russia, if the cup hoists you. <laughs> he already told me that joke once, and I still found it funny. Okay, so according to Wikipedia, because we are completely ignorant as to this league, I know um, David Dvork, who is, uh, I believe, works for CBS down here in Miami. He's a huge hockey fan. He's actually helps with the English broadcasts, or at least radio broadcasts, of the uh, KHL games down here. And so uh, he's been following it he tweets about it so they broadcast the khl down here if uh, online i think there's like an online like like think westwood sports if somebody does the like uh, english translation of the or english broadcast of the khl um there's a lot of eastern europeans down here so that's true so it's it's beneficial to to everyone but okay so the gagarin 2019 garen cup playoffs began on february 25th 2019 so they were the earliest to start. Uh, top eight teams from each of the conferences. Did fall. you say February? Yes. 
Yes, yes. They started out in February, and it ends at the latest April 25th. So 16 teams make it to the playoffs, just like the NHL. Uh, Standard 16 teams qualify for the playoffs. In the Western Conference, the regular season winners and Continental Cup winners were CSKA Moscow with 106 points. Uh, So they were in first place, followed by SK St. Petersburg, Lokomotiv Yaroslav, uh, Yaroslav, who um, was the team that had that unfortunate uh, um, plane crash uh, many years ago already. Uh, Then you have Jokerit, um, a Finnish team, Uh, Dynamo Moscow, HC Sochi, Spartak Moscow, and Vityaz Podolsk. Hoping I pronounce all of these things correctly, but uh, uh, so then we have in the Eastern Conference, Automobilist Yekaterinburg. <laughs> this is gonna be really fun. Were the Eastern Conference winners with 95 points, followed by Barist Astana Metallurg. That is that's such a metal name, Metallurg Magnitogorsk. Like that is such a metal name and it's such a hockey name. <laughs> Like, you could just imagine, like, just death metal playing in the arena all the time. Yeah, that would that'd be kind of awesome. Actually, we're going to go down the rabbit hole a little bit. Oh, I want to know what what they look... Okay, they have a pretty metal logo as well. Yeah! It's like a metal wolf or something. You should put that up on screen. Yeah, I'll try. Let's see. Uh, okay, going back. Avant-garde Omsk Akbar's... Kazan, Salavat, oh gosh, this is you live, Ufa, Torpedo. There's a freaking team that has Torpedo in their name. <laughs> Nizhny Novgorod and Traktor Chelabyansk. Uh, Just give up. <laughs> okay. Okay, so their playoff is in each round, the highest remaining seed in each conference match against the lowest. So it's pretty much like the NHL. Um, in the Gagarin Cup Finals, home ice is determined based on regular season points, like the NHL. Each best of seven series follows a two-two-one-one-one format. So that, for anyone that doesn't know, that means the team with the better record plays the first two games. The team with the lesser record at their home, the team with the lesser record, then plays two games at their home, and then. Games five and seven are at the higher team. So basically the last three alternate back and forth. Um, ultimately, the higher ranked team gets home game advantage, uh, home ice advantage for game seven. Uh, this That's one of the two main methods of playoffs. The other is a 2-3-2, two, two, which is where the higher ranked team plays two. Uh, it's two at their uh, their stadium or wherever then it's three at the lower ranked team then it's two at the higher ranked team the mlb does that so then we've got uh so they start on february 25th 2019 and uh let's see automobilist was upset in the second round they were the number one seed for the um for the eastern conference they were upset in the second round by a number six seed, and uh, Salavat Yolaev, and Avangard beat them in the Eastern Conference Finals. So we've got Avangard representing the East, 
followed by CSK Moss. CSK Moscow was number one in the West, and they did not disappoint. They uh, won their first and second round, and then went to Game Seven against um, SKA Moscow uh, or SKA what? Uh, St. Petersburg. There we go. And are now in the final against Avantgarde. And so during the first three rounds, home ice is determined by seeding number, of course. And so now we're in the Gagarin Cup Finals. This is the first playoff meeting between these two teams, between Avantgarde and CSKA Moscow. They are, this is CSKA's third appearance in the final and Avantgarde's second in the finals. They will start game one on April 13th, which is on two days. Yes, Saturday. On Saturday. Saturday at 5 p.m. Moscow time. So if you want to get up for that, be my guest. Well, it'll probably be like not still night is still dark out early morning, but probably like 7 a.m. I don't know uh, what Moscow time is compared to eastern United States, but um, I'm actually going to go down that rabbit hole. You are? Yeah. What are we? Well, okay. So uh, that's about as much as I know about the Gagarin Cup playoffs from this article. Here we go. Gotta love Google. Moscow time to Eastern Standard. Well, I guess we're in Eastern Daylight now. Um, so Moscow is seven hours ahead of Eastern time. So 5 p.m. for them would be 10 a.m. for us if I'm doing my math right. That's that's actually not a bad bad thing. You can just wake up and watch it. Yep, you would just sleep in a little bit. It's a Saturday. Sleep in and catch yourself some uh, KHL hockey. Okay. So if you have nothing to do on Saturday, if you don't care about the Masters, which is going on right now, uh, watch some hockey. Watch some hockey in the morning, or you just want to be like us and just have this whole playoff hockey extravaganza <laughs> in this playoff hockey season, and we're probably going to do a basketball version of this next week. So, uh, I don't know. Do you want to keep going down the, the KHL route, or, do, or do, do we move on to what we're watching right now, or do we talk about what happened last night? Uh, if you can give me a few minutes, if, if we can delay NCAA a few minutes, I'm going to see if I can get BU Canada, Mr. Canada in here. Okay. Uh, so, he's our resident, for those who don't know, he is our resident NCAA hockey expert. Uh, he knows everything about college hockey, so I don't think a discussion about it would be complete without his input. And he's probably sitting down watching this current game at this moment, so... All right, so let's talk about game one last night of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, I guess I'll start with the uh, what I felt was the more chippiest of the games, the Dallas Stars versus the Nashville Predators. The Stars came away with a road victory versus the Preds, and but it got incredibly chippy towards the end. In fact, it got chippy at the end of that game. It was, it was everything that you could imagine for the NHL as far as a preview for the Winter Classic as it's going to be held in Dallas between these two teams. So a playoff series is only the best way to promote that and kind of create this rivalry between those two southern franchises, very honky-tonk hockey, if you will. And 
um, Ben Bishop. Lo and behold, he's he's holding it down out there in Dallas, and and he's uh, and remember he's he's already got the experience of going through, uh, at least getting to the Stanley Cup final. That is a is a feather in his cap. Honestly, I, I, he, Ben Bishop used to be the number one goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning before we traded him to Dallas. Um, and honestly, I thought. I thought we were going to be sunk without him because he's a great goalie. Um, although he was kind of, I don't know, he was, I mean, he had a couple of, like a down season by his standards a little bit. The guy is huge. I think he's 6'7". He, he's gigantic. Um, and he played like that in net. Um, yeah, but, you know, I th- obviously both teams are benefiting from the trade. You know, we brought up uh, Andre Vasilevsky to be our number one goalie, and he's doing fantastic. He's he has a good shot of winning the Vezina this year because he just played out of his mind. Um, and Ben and Ben Bishop's doing well too. So I'm happy to see that both goalies are are making the most out of this trade. So, yeah, Bishop, uh, so last night the goals scored. Um, you had uh, Miro Hiskinen, the rookie defenseman, with his first ever Stanley Cup playoff goal. You had uh, Matt Zuccarello, who also, uh, to the dismay of a lot of Rangers fans, scored a, a goal as they, they, they miss him dearly uh, for, for the Stars. And, of course, uh, Alex Radulov, scored the third goal or third one of the three goals for the stars the predators had uh, uh pk suban got got his as well as uh roman yossi but unfortunately uh, peke rene let in three goals but hey it's three to two i mean it was as as good of a, a game as you could possibly script for game one was roger the, the guy stars that... were up three to one at one point they were up three to one at one point, right? Right, and then the the, the Preds came right. to within one, and yeah, Radulov had left for the KHL and then came back. He was the one that was causing all that trouble or whatever. I think he was on the Canadians at one point. I believe so. Yeah, he had there was a a bunch of stuff, but now he's he's well now he's uh he's back here and he's doing well. Uh, so that's that was the Stars Preds game. Uh, then I saw a, the, well the Islanders Penguins game, which went into overtime. Now, <laughs> it's that game, man. I'll tell you what, man. I am so happy that they decided to put that first round game at the um, at the Nassau Coliseum. And again, for those, or I'm just kind of the the color commentator here, I guess tonight. So. The Islanders used to be based out of the Nassau Veterans Coliseum out in Long Island, New York, obviously. And the Coliseum is really falling apart by any sort of objective measure. So the Islanders struck a deal with the Barclays Center that they would play all of their games there. Unfortunately, the Barclays Center was not designed to be an NHL st- an NHL venue, so the sight lines were horrible, and the ice sucked because it wasn't designed to have an NHL team there. It was just designed for basketball and maybe some concert events. So, the Islanders struck another deal, this time 
with the Nassau Coliseum where they would slowly increase. Well, you fill in the okay. So the 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 group that runs the Barclays Center, which is also the, that runs the Brooklyn Nets, um, they decided to they bought the Nassau Coliseum and renovated it, and now it's the home of their G League team, the Long Island Nets. G League is the developmental league for the NBA. And funny thing is, the Brooklyn Nets, who used to be the New Jersey Nets, who used to be the New York Nets, used to play at, were originally playing at the Nassau Coliseum when they started out before they moved to New Jersey. So they used to share with the Islanders. So it's all kind of in some weird convoluted way come full circle. Mm-hmm. For the Nets and the and the Islanders franchises, it's kind of like our torts professor said. It's all about the circle. Yes. <laughs> okay, but um, so yeah, they they decided to play this starting this season some games back at the Nassau Coliseum as the Islanders are getting a brand new arena built on that side of the island, um, and it's. It was a rounding success each game that they played there. They played some of the more significant games, especially uh, more, most notably was the return of John Tavares uh, when they completely, utterly decimated him emotionally to the <laughs> point where he had to come crying back to Toronto in his PJs. Um, the, uh, but that, the just the crowd i love their chant of yes 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 which is a reference to daniel bryan a wwe wrestler we should have brought him in just for that <laughs> charles uh our resident wwe expert um but it was a fantastic game the fact that the penguins tied it up within like like with like a minute 30 before regulation uh just because it's like, oh man, the Penguins being the Penguins, they're gonna find a way to to win this game. It it seems like when you, when you, it seems like when you count them out, the Penguins somehow come back in. You can never count out a team with Sidney Crosby and Geno Malkin. It's you can't. It's especially Crosby. Crosby is he's a he is a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. It's it's funny because a lot of people criticize Crosby, but I've I've noticed. No, I I criticize him too. I think he gets away with some calls that other players wouldn't. Yeah, he does, but but I, he's his he's, skill is beyond. Like his smarts, his skill, it is beyond anybody in the game right now. That's undeniable. Like he he has the he used to be like a Connor McDavid type player where he was you know all flashy and stuff, but as he's gotten older and matured, it's hard to believe that he's been in the league for probably 12 or 13 years now. I think his first year was 06, 05, 06. Right after the uh, lockout. Right. So it's hard to believe that he, he's he been in the league. This is this upcoming will be, I think, his 14th season, if I'm mathing correctly. Correct. And his, his awareness, um, the fact that he seems to find a way to put the puck on the net or at least try and get it to one of his teammates – uh, is it's just amazing. It's the reason the Penguins are where they are. They've made the playoffs like about like I think thirteen straight seasons now with Crosby. Some ridiculous. I think it's the current. I, I I'm not sure because I know the Red Wing streak ended after twenty five years, but it might be the longest streak so far. Um, maybe the Capitals are there as well. Well, 
The Capitals, Capitals aren't anywhere close. Okay, so Capitals, I think, are like five or six seasons. They might have missed the playoffs somewhere. Um, did they? I'm not even sure. Uh, that 2012 season when the Panthers won the division, they they might have been that season. When and then Ottawa got in as the final seed, but okay, regardless. Holy crap! There was a goal scored. Goal scored right here. Yeah, for, UMD. Yeah, uh, Missa Duluth. Um, well, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Um, JD, he's not going to be able to make the show tonight, but he's been messaging with me and has a lot to say about the officiating. I'm looking at the play right now. And yeah, just kind of found his puck to the net. He, a shot on the goalie. He just rebounded right to him, and it just yeah, carried right lucky. into the net. That's just so an unlucky bounce. It's just a, a kind of bad rebound. Control I think it caught him up high too, so he was a little little dazed. I don't even know if he got his stick on that that puck. I think it hit more of his body uh, for the um, for the Duluth uh, scorer. Okay, well, uh, continue. Then of course the, the the Islanders found a way to win at the end with um, with uh, with Bailey scoring the the game winning goal on a nice wrister uh, right past um, uh, Matt Murray, uh, but the Penguins got finally production out of Phil Kessel um, and Evgeny Malkin in that game, but it's going to be a great series already in Game One. Uh, I'm really excited. Or for that, then we had the St. Louis Blues, the most, uh, I guess, the team that went on the biggest tear just to get back into the playoff race, uh, defeated the Jets in Game One, uh, which was a Herculean task as well out there. And uh, Patrick Liney scored the opening goal, uh, but then David Perron with the next goal, and then Tyler Bozak. To, to kind of finish them off with 1755 uh, at 1755 into the third. So just kind of ripping the hearts of Winnipeg fans, which to many Atlanta fans, I'm sure they enjoyed that because <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I guess, I guess I have to rip off the bandaid now and talk about, I didn't get to see the Jets game cause it wasn't shown. Oh. I saw the Islanders game. I saw, the 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 stars game and i saw the the sharks game uh they, they put a spanking on the knights they didn't even give it a, didn't give them a shot mm. of course they faced each other last season in the second round but of course the knights had the home ice right and but this time the sharks are no longer i'll tell you this for the knights they have to be very wary because uh like uh from the Panthers, they had that run in '96, mm-hmm. and they made the playoffs the following season. And then they c- crashed. Uh, they made the playoffs the following season against the Rangers. They won Game One, and then promptly were um, were lost uh, three more games to because back then it was a five game series. Oh, was it? Yeah, and they lost to the New York Rangers. So uh, there's no more Cinderella like underdog like upstart surprising anymore for the knights the sharks are ready for them and they have even more weapons than what they had last season 
uh, with Eric Carlson, right, um, and Evander Kane's on the squad. Well, he was there last season as well, but um, but a full year of Evander Kane, who actually scored a goal uh, in that game. Um, they got they got a great third line production. I mean, you have a future Hall of Famer in Joe Thornton on your third line, and those guys are producing. So mm-hmm. it's not like the Sharks are have a lack of any sort of weapons to face off against the Knights. Um, Flurry was um, heckled very much by the Sharks crowd uh, with the Flurry chance. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens in Game Two, but. Um, and it got chippy towards the end, and these As guys playoffs games tend to do. Well, of course they are in the same division, right? And the Sharks and the Knights have acknowledged that it has this has got this is getting to a boiling point. So we might see some real fisticuffs come game two or the first game out in Vegas. Ooh, this will be fun. All right, Andrew. Well, I guess time. I guess it is time. It's time. What the heck happened? Uh, well, let me, let me put on my fan hat initially first. You want this Astros hat? Nah, it's fine. (laughs) I have a Houston Astros hat here. Um, that was just, I don't, it was, I'm going to put my fan slash analyst hat on at the same time. Um, they had a great start to the game. Three straight goals. Um, two in the first period alone, um, they were playing lightning hockey, what they've been doing all season. The problem is what they haven't been doing all season is they just let off the gas and you could tell there was one goal in particular where I was just shaking my head thinking, what on earth were they doing? They had the puck in their defensive zone. And one of the players, one of the defensemen, just kind of blindly chucked it out into the neutral zone. It was picked up by a Blue Jackets player who walked in. Admittedly, he did an amazing deke. Uh, It was a bit of a a toe drag that went from outside to inside. And he got too too close to Vasilevsky, so any shot he took was... He wouldn't be able to react in time, so naturally there was a goal. But... Something I've seen from watching the Lightning during the regular season is it seems like everything they did was for a reason. There wasn't any sort of wasted energy. There wasn't any kind of random careless play. Um, Now, there was one goal I remember. uh, I can't remember what game it was, but one of the players comes like just absolutely rocketing into the offensive zone and decides to just cut on the brakes and sits there for maybe two seconds, not moving at all. And then he finds the outlet pass across, across the ice and the guy shoots an in or another one where the lightning made like four passes uh, that they shouldn't, that I think, just to get the best shot, any one of them would have had a shot at scoring a goal, but they just kept passing and passing and passing until finally they got the shot. The stuff I was seeing, it's almost like they gave up. They thought, we have a 3 nothing lead into the second period. There's no way they're coming back from this. But as we discussed a week or two ago, 
this is the playoffs, man. You can't take anything for granted. And it kind of goes to the MO of the Blue Jackets because remember th- this season for the Blue Jackets, this is their all in. Right. right. This is this is the like there's Panarin wants out. Bobrovsky wants out. Bobrovsky wants out. This is they decided to not trade those guys and decided to trade for help to get them to this point. And they are on a kind of it's just a mission. It is a suicide mission <laughs> for their franchise to win the Stanley Cup now before all this falls apart. Uh, my 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 it's, it's almost kind of like what the Lightning are going through in I mean in a different sense, but this is the last season that the Lightning have a lot of these players on contract and they can't pay them all what they are going to ask for. So a lot of key players are going to be gone after this year. So well, it's, it's basically like um, what my, my brother-in-law s- s- had suggested. It's like, if, so if Panera and Bobrovsky go to Florida, let's say, because that's the rumors, that, that's their that's the destination spot, especially now that uh, Joel Quenville is out, is the coach now. Is basically, and we'll have to talk about that in, in a little we bit. We will, but um, uh, you can just basically take the Blue Jackets out of the spot and put the Panthers there for next season. But that's right. that's the future. Um, but the Blue Jackets, after they made those trades at the trade deadline, they struggled to kind of uh, capture that that final wild card spot. They were in there jockeying with the Carolina Hurricanes and the Montreal Canadiens all the way towards the end when they 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 had just enough juice to get over the hump and um, and played pretty well heading into their final ten games of the season, which got them ahead of Montreal. And um, lo and behold, now they're they had their backs against the wall for almost the entire second half of the season, and now the same thing happened to them after that first period. They had their backs against the wall, and they clawed their way back, just like they clawed their way mm-hmm. into the playoffs. So absolutely. So the Blue Jackets are primed for this and that's kind of dangerous for the lightning and you guys have to and we discussed it last night i texted you you guys have to destroy them tomorrow because even if you guys beat them in like overtime that still gives them confidence like oh we're going home one to one when everybody thought we'd be destroyed by you guys after two games exactly heading into columbus and and let me be clear even though i'm ragging on the lightning for kind of uh, letting their guard down a little bit. I mean, you're not I, you're not as bad as that one guy who already burned his lightning jersey. No, I no, I I, I would never do that. I mean, short of no, I can't think of any reason I would burn a jersey. Um, I might donate it to Goodwill so someone else can use it, uh, but I wouldn't burn it. It's just a waste. Uh, for anyone out there who burns jerseys, burn shoes, just donate it to Goodwill. Come on. The Boston Bruins and Leafs game is on right now. Ooh. I forgot to mention that Boston's already up one nothing with nine oh three left in the first. So we will actually start looking at that game too after after the Frozen Four. Right. Uh, so anyway, that was my PSA. Donate your your no longer wanted jerseys. Let someone else have them. Anyway, going back to my topic. As much as I'm ragging on the Lightning for what happened, I still got to give props to the Blue Jackets because they were down 3 nothing and they didn't give up. So just as much as the Lightning giving up or slowing down, taking their foot off the gas, 
affected the game even more so was the Blue Jackets said, we're not giving up. We're not, we're going to play until the last horn sounds. Um, but yeah, putting my, as we were saying, the lightning have to win and win big. They have a team that is, has nothing to lose like the blue jackets, like, uh, Vegas last year. Um, I mean the blue, like, yeah, well, in a sense, I believe the blue jackets have would know it. They they have every they they already have everything to lose because they know they're gonna lose it this season. Right. But once again, with that set with that mindset, it's like, well, crap. I mean, if we're gonna lose this anyways, we're gonna go out with a bang. Exactly. And 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 it, this could be bad for the Lightning even if they win this series. If this goes seven games, they're gonna be tired. Exactly, and they'll be heading into a second round. Against either Boston, or would it be, um, it'd be against Boston or Montreal or, or I don't Toronto. know. Um, I'll look it up. But anyway, or you look it up, and I'll keep discussing. I guess. Um. Yeah the the Lightning have to win, and they have to win big in Game Two. Uh, for one thing, they're going back to Columbus, and even though the Lightning were I think the first if they were one of few if not the first team to win 30 games home and away which is ridiculous so they're almost as strong away as they are at home but again it's the playoffs and I mean look at the Winnipeg whiteout I mean I know they lost last night but home ice advantage uh, home ice in the playoffs can't be understated so lightning not only have to have at least one win under their belt so they're guaranteed a game back in tampa um but they have to win big to sort of extinguish any sort of uh any sort of uh uh what's the word i'm looking for here Momentum. Okay. Any sort of momentum that the Blue Jackets could have. Well, they do have going into game two. Uh, I know this one took a little bit longer, but I actually have a personal stake in the team, so I I can analyze a bit more and actually know what I'm talking about. And just the way you guys, especially that third goal, it was a shorthanded goal that you guys gave up. That was really bad. Yeah, it's just. I think that kind of deflated every because they tied the game at that point, and it was in such a deflating way that third goal. Yeah. That the, lo and behold, then Seth Jones scores the 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 go ahead goal. Right. No, it's yeah. It was the start of the game was lightning hockey. That was patented 2018-2019 lock uh, lightning hockey. Couldn't have started any better. They just have to keep doing that. They can't play. They can't. They have to play to win, not to lose, if that makes any sense. That's kind of a saying that some people have, which kind of makes sense. But anyway, uh, so that's the end of the games that have been played in the NHL playoffs so far. We have the Bruins Maple Leafs game on right now. They're playing in the Garden, uh, TD Garden. Uh, Boston's up one nothing right now with 
was that four six minutes left in the third period uh, first period I'm sorry um, just a quick aside before we go on to the other NHL series uh, Minnesota Duluth with 231 left in the third period is still ahead two to one on Providence this is the first game of this the- is the first of two tonight okay uh, that's so, I just that's what I want to know because right. they're playing back to back so the finals will be set by this evening. Uh, because uh, UMass and Denver play right after this. Okay, so uh, later on tonight, actually soon, uh, about to start, is going to be the Washington Capitals' first time title defense against the bunch of jerks, the Carolina (laughs) Hurricanes. I can't wait. Um, I don't expect the Hurricanes to win that series, but I, I hope that they can at least give the Capitals a, a, a good fight because yeah. uh, they are within the same division. They faced each other before. Um, actually, I, I don't know how they, they fared against the Caps this season. Um, and then later on tonight, the late game, which we will not be covering, <laughs> the, will not be happening, but the, the best team in the Western Conference, the Calgary Flames, with Johnny Hockey and uh, facing off against the Colorado Avalanche, who you already tree said, remembered how to play playoff hockey again because <laughs> it seems like they're, they're on and off every season like right some like one season they're like okay we just suck and the next season they're like oh yeah we're, we actually have some good guys on this team and can actually win um unfortunately I, I feel like the avalanche are the least deserving of the teams in the playoffs because there are like there are eastern conference teams that had more victories than them like mm-hmm. montreal montreal was the 14th best team in the league Colorado's the seventeenth best team, and yet Montreal's sitting out of the playoffs. Even though you know they're the Habs, and right. we should hate them, but it's unfair. In, in well, I opinion. mean, that's that's why a lot of people. I think have, the I think the Arizona Coyotes even had more actual victories maybe. than them, um, and, yet and less points because of the Batman points. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, Providence has an empty net. Uh, we're under a minute to go in the third period, so we'll see how that. I'm just going to jump in every now and then with any sort of updates. Yeah, we're, we're heading towards the end of this game. Um, they're actually putting their goalie back. They're putting him back yeah, in. Because they're, I, th- I yeah. think it was an icing. Yeah, well, uh, they're dropping the puck just along the blue line, so yeah. they're going to see if they gain possession before, and it looks like he's going to have to stay in the net as Minnesota is going to put on some pressure on Providence. Oh, and by the way, just as a, a heads up or something really interesting, Providence's goalie... His last name is Hockey. It's spelled H-A-W-K-E-Y, but still it's pronounced like the sport that he plays. And there's the empty net goal, and Minnesota Duluth is up 3-1. to one. They will move on to the final to defend their championship. The, the spotlight operator got started a little bit early there. <laughs> but it was, it was still going in anyway. But um, Yeah, so Minnesota Duluth, who... Uh, I'll discuss it a little bit later. Uh, JD, or no, 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 BU, or JD, whatever he goes by, um, he thought Minnesota Duluth got shafted a few times in this game. But I will discuss later. Well, it looks like karma allowed them to win anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they are the defending champions. And, um, yeah, it looks like Providence is going home. As we see the sad faces on all the the players right now, but um, hey, man, they played hard up until I mean, an empty net goal. There's no shame in that. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, 
All right, so we were discussing the Washington, no, 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 the late series, late game. Well, yeah, the the, the Flames have uh, teared up the Western Conference. Uh, I think much to the surprise of everybody, but mm-hmm. I think I think this is just the culmination of their development at this right. point because they are, have been uh, developing this young and dynamic team. Johnny Hockey, Sean Monahan out wow, there. Wow, another empty um, net goal for Minnesota Duluth. Okay, so that is just. Just that's more. just that's just ouch. That's kind of overkill at this point. Yeah. Um, Six they, seconds. They did that left. pretty quickly after the first one. So, um, I mean, at this point, the co- yeah, and then the, okay, the game is over finally. Minnesota moves on to the to the uh, final, yep. and we'll see if they face off against uh, who's who's the next UMass round? and Denver. UMass and Denver. Denver won a couple seasons ago prior yep. to that. So. Um, We'll see what happens between the Minutemen and what I think the Pioneers. Pioneers. Yeah, that's right. They are the Pioneers. Um, All right. So back to Calgary. uh, Who are they playing? Colorado. Colorado, right. So a lot of firepower. Mm -hmm. Um, The Avalanche did have a plus goal differential. Uh, that's probably what put them over the top as far as getting them those those uh, overtime points, getting them into overtime mm-hmm. uh, over um, teams like Arizona. Uh, I still think the Flames are going to win that series because it seems like the Avalanche find a way to lose their first round series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, I don't know. I don't. They they are not in the same division. I don't know how they did during the regular season, so it's just going to be a, a kind of a toss-up matchup. But once I think the Flames will hand them uh, a first-round exit. All right, so let's let's start learning some more things about the other playoffs uh, in the minor leagues of the uh, of hockey. So let's start with um, how about we start with the ECHL. That's to, fine with to me. go with. We'll, we'll go down that rabbit hole that we do not know much about. Although you did point out to me that all of the Florida ECHL teams have made the the Kelly Cup playoffs. That is correct. The Orlando Solar Bears, the Florida Everblades, get it? Everblades. <laughs> um, and I forget. Oh, uh, Toronto just scored. So it's all tied up in Boston right now. So it looks like Marner just, yeah, just put one past. Let's see. There was a face-off uh, just to the right of Rask. And then, oh, kind of just, oh, it bounced and caromed. And, oh. It was a diving shot at that. It, 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 so there was a shot from, Got from the point. It hit off hit the, the pipe. Post. Hit the pipe on, the, on, um, on Rask's stick side and then just found Marner who just dove and shot at the same time to get it passed on the open net. Uh, 1-1. Toronto and Boston with 3.16 left in the first period. So that'll silence those Bostonians who have had it too good for too long since 2000. The quote-unquote mass holes. And they might actually have their UMass Minutemen yeah, make that would the be final. Ridiculous. So, that would be ridiculous. All right, so cup playoffs. So there is a game live right now. It is the Jacksonville Icemen 
that's what their name is, the Jacksonville Icemen against the Florida Everblades in whatever city the Everblades are in. Estero. Estero, thank you. Estero at the Germain Arena. Uh, who are the other teams in the bracket? I, let's see. Here we go. 2019 Kelly Cup playoffs. Thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, so playoff seeds, uh, the teams for the Eastern Conference are the Newfoundland Growlers, uh, the Adirondack Thunder, the Manchester Monarchs, the Brampton Beast, the Florida Everblades, the Orlando Solar Bears, the South Carolina Stingrays, and the Jacksonville Icemen. I guess I should just go by the the seeding pairs. So it's Newfoundland against Brampton, Adirondack against Manchester, the Florida Everblades against Jacksonville. Orlando Solar Bears versus South Carolina Stingrays. And then over in the West, you've got the Cincinnati Cyclones, who also won the Brabham Cup, which I assume is their President's, tro president's Trophy. Um, the Kalamazoo Wings. The Toledo Walleye against the Fort Wayne Comets. Uh, my, my hometown, Tulsa Oilers, against the Kansas City Mavericks. And the Idaho Steelheads against the Utah Grizzlies. So both of my hometown teams are in the playoffs this year, which is very fun. I hope they don't meet in the meet in the finals. That would suck. It'd actually be pretty fun if they did, because then there would be some games out at the Amway Center, and we we might we could actually we, we could we, we could, could make a trip up we there. We could theoretically go. I mean, right now they are selling. We could actually theoretically go to all of the. We could go up to Jacksonville. We could go. Or yeah. The closest <laughs> to us would probably be the Germain Arena. It's just right across um, the Alligator Alley. Right. So. Um, yeah, Estero is much closer than Jacksonville. It only takes about I think and closer two, than Orlando too. Right. Orlando is four hours from Miami. Uh, Jacksonville is probably six. And then Estero is probably two hours just straight across the bottom of the state. Uh, so anyway, we'll, we don't know anything about these teams. Uh, but we do know that Newfoundland was their division winner. The Everblades were theirs. Uh, the Oilers were their division champions. Very nice. And then the Cyclones not only won their division, but they had the best record and they had the most points. In the in the uh, ECHL, so I want to go down the ECHL rabbit hole. We're gonna learn about this league. So it's called the East Coast Hockey League, although it is not completely situated in the East Coast anymore. Well, technically speaking, sorry to, I'm going to correct you here. It is just now the ECHL. They dropped the meaning behind the the right. acronym. Right. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, the most titles. Ever belong to the Alaska Aces, Hampton Roads, Amarillo's, and the South Carolina Stingrays. I believe the Alaska Aces don't even exist anymore. Uh, they were, so they are they are gone. Um, they are now the Maine Mariners. So they still kind of exist, right? And the Maine Mariners were a prior team. Uh, there's there's a lot of with these minor league teams they they resurrect names right they, they're they're not the same franchises from way back when there's a lot of it's basically it's just like major league baseball's minor leagues there's right. just so many interchanging parts that and then uh, Hampton Roads Admirals they're also gone um so they're they're completely gone so as of well this season there's only 25 of the ECHL, ECHL teams are affiliated with 
the 31 NHL teams, so only right. 25 of them. I know the Florida Panthers don't have one, even though they should, like, at least get Jacksonville or something. Um, I know. So we're, we're going to look. I'm going to look yeah. at the affiliation. So Anaheim, Columbus, Florida, Montreal, Nashville, and San Jose have no official affiliations. Um, I know I know that um, the Solar Bears are affiliated with the Tampa Bay Lightning, which, which makes total it, sense. It makes absolute it sense, makes and absolute it's great sense. for building the market between Orlando and Tampa and creating that connection. That, so it, that sweet, sweet Orlando It's kind of what I would hope the Panthers had done with the Everblades because they're right across. Right. It's, it's actually um, – you can actually get to uh, I-75 from the Panthers arena. So we've got, uh, let's see, Hertz Arena is actually. Are the Everblades even, a, yeah, they're associated with the Hurricanes. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're associated with the Carolina Hurricanes, even though they're. they're <sighs> we're going to look. So the teams currently, there's um, a plan for, probably a plan for one more team because we're going to have. Um, Seattle. Seattle entering the league. So that's probably going to be one more team there and, and, and team in the in the American Hockey League. Just to have affiliates for everybody. Well, so, even though the ECHL doesn't have total NHL affiliation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's start with the current teams. As well, we're, we'll look through the history of them. Actually, so the Alaska Aces, who are who have three titles, were a team from 2003 to 2017, and they relocated, as Andrew had said before, to Portland, Maine, for this season. Actually, this was their first season out in in uh, in Portland. Arkansas Riverblades were from 99-2003. The Atlantic... Man, this is a name. The Atlantic City Boardwalk Bullies. <laughs> That's a name, and they moved to Stockton after the 2005 season. The Augusta Lynx, which I guess is Augusta, Georgia, and I guess Lynx is... Both it means the cat, and I'm assuming links as in links like golf links because that's where the Masters is being held. In or Augusta? Held. Yeah, Augusta, Georgia. So that's kind of a clever name. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, my and I told you this earlier, my favorite, uh, my favorite minor league name of all time was a team out in Macon, Georgia. They are the Macon Whoopie. <laughs> I I look it up. I swear I am not lying. There was a team called the Macon Whoopie. And just to (laughs) further solidify the double entendre here, their logo was a stork. Again, (laughs) only in the minor leagues would you see something like this. So then we have the, the Bakersfield Condors. From 2003-2015, they moved to Norfolk, Virginia, become the Norfolk Admirals, but the team was replaced by an AHL team with the same name. Uh, then we have, and of course, the, they had that hilarious incident with uh, an actual Condor during the National Anthem. I don't know if you remember that. I don't. You do not? I don't remember this. Oh, boy. Oh, Andrew. Are you sure? This is this is one of like the most hilarious things I've ever seen happen in a hockey arena, let alone any sort of venue. No, I don't know this. Okay, so we're um, okay. We're so going under further rabbit hole. We're gonna go hole. further down the rabbit hole again. So I'm gonna uh, I'm just gonna turn away from this ECHL playoff thing. Uh, we're gonna turn this off. We're gonna we're gonna head on down to YouTube 
for for this one because you have to see this. Okay, so uh, you know what a, uh, a California condor is, right? It's an, an incredibly in, well. I don't think they're as they might be endangered still, or they've at least reached numbers because of the conservation efforts to to at least be more safe. But you, you do know what it is, right? It's a large bird. Very large bird. Okay, so let me um, let's go on Bakersfield condors gets loose <laughs> okay all right hold on i'm i'm moving over so let me um let me put this on full screen here uh you won't be able to hear well actually you should be able to hear this andrew so um i don't know if you want to pop in this on the ear earphone or actually let me put it uh hopefully loud enough so you can hear it it's too loud. Let me know. So we have the the, the condor handler taking out the the condor as if he was a bald eagle during the national anthem. Condor's a bit agitated though. But he's out there on the ice as you see the the ECHL players standing there. But there's something wrong. It's in Bakersfield, California. From like head to toe. Uh, Home of the condors. It was, it's, it's, it was hilarious. Um, you would only, you only see that kind of stuff in the minors. And that's why everybody loves minor league teams, just teams in general. You know, you got the, the San Diego chicken, uh, yeah, it's 
Well, anyway. <laughs> so back to the ECHL. So, okay, so the Bakersfield Condor, we're going down ECHL history of all these teams because we like, we like this type of stuff. We like learning about these, these teams and the history and, and, and looking at logos and things like that. In this... fact, let me put up sports logos uh, <laughs> while we're looking at these so we can see the, 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 uh, the names along with it before we go on down and, and see what's, what's going on with the playoff. But this is just our playoff extravaganza. It's kind of right. like a hockey extravaganza. Just exactly. Just expelling our love for hockey and, and the craziness of, of, of the NHL and all these leagues. Uh, so let's let's see ECHL. Here we go. But anyway, we we have as much fun doing this as we hope you have listening to us. This is the kind of stuff we would do anyway. Uh, but we figured that we might you know just put it on camera or on on microphone. So I've got the so we got the 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 uh, funk teams logos up here. Mm-hmm. Um, the Augusta Lynx, I got the Bakersfield Condors, even though the team technic- well, technically still does exist uh, as an AHL team now. Uh, the Baton Rouge Kingfish, uh, with as you see, there's a logo of that with an, uh, the, the Kingfish itself with a hockey stick. Uh, then we've got the Birmingham Bulls. Um, once again, Birmingham. Gotta love, gotta love alliteration. Every team, every, yeah, exactly. They moved to New to New Jersey and are now the Adirondack Thunder. Uh, then the Charlotte Checkers, who are currently a, uh, a team, but they were, um, well, they used to be a team and then they were replaced as an AHL team as well. So much like the Condors, now they're an American Hockey League team, um, which was a part of the great shift for the NHL when they split the current conferences and right. uh, the AHL also followed suit and then the ECHL as well. Um, then we've got uh, the Carolina slash Winston Salem Thunderbirds. So uh, then we have the okay. There's the Charlotte Checkers again. We've got the Chesapeake Icebreakers, and they moved to Jackson, Mississippi after the '99 season. The Chicago Express. Uh, their membership was relinquished to ECHL. I don't know what that means, hmm. uh, but. Uh, maybe they created the team and they just never got off the ground. I'm not even sure. But um, the Colorado Eagles, who are currently the defending Kelly Cup champions, mm. uh, they were obtained in expansion as an expansion franchise in the AHL now. So um, they got dropped. Huh? They got dropped. No, they moved up. Oh, they moved up to the AHL now. So they, it's kind of so, like kind of like relegation in, in in soccer that you can move right. up and down. So this. Well. Kind of, kind of, sort of, but oh, they moved up one league. Uh, this season was the first league they first year they've been in the first AHL. year in the American Hockey League. Wow. So the Columbia Inferno they voluntarily suspended operations, kind of like the AAF, I guess. <laughs> um, God, you <laughs> suspend operations. You suspend operations. Everybody suspends operations. This has been a suspending operations kind of year. Columbus Chill. They were a team from 91 to 99, and they suspended operations because of the Blue Jackets coming into the league. Uh, Actually. And um, relocated to Reading, Pennsylvania afterwards. I think there was another minor league team in, uh, in Columbus, the Cottonmouths. 
completely correct because that's the next team on the list. They moved down to the Southern Professional Hockey League. There uh, used to there used to be a, an Orlando team in the SPHL. Then the ECHL franchise itself, so I guess the Columbus Cottonmouths moved to, okay, so then they moved to Bradenton, Sarasota, Florida to become the Gulf Coast Swords, which the franchise revoked in summer 2006 after construction halted on proposed home arena. So I guess they never really moved. They never, I guess they stopped because they just didn't have a home anymore. This minor league minor league team history is just so weird and convoluted this is pretty interesting Mm -hmm. um and we're just going down echl history because i i don't know any of this this is pretty interesting uh the dayton bombers uh they are um i guess this that goes towards dayton's uh aviation history i'm assuming because aren't the dayton aces the the university team for Dayton, Ohio. No, the Flyers. The Flyers. Okay, so but still, their aviation history, I believe, is is part of that. Um, so Dayton Bombers. Although I know they have a minor league or did. I'm not sure if they're still there. But the Dayton Dragons. Ninety-one to two thousand nine, and then the Elmira Jackals, uh, which I don't see a a logo for them. Oh, well, there. Look at that. The National Museum of the U.S. Air Force is in Dayton. There you go. So it is their aviation history. Uh, that they're 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 invoking and the, there, and is the birthplace of Orville, right? So very, and its motto, birthplace of aviation. So this is <laughs> you can't get get much more aviation centric than this city. Okay, so they'll Elmira Jackals, then the Erie Panthers. Uh, a terrible logo, dear lord! That is a freaky logo. Uh, they moved to Baton Rouge uh, after the '96 season. The Evansville Icemen from 2012-2016 and are now the, the Jacksonville Icemen. There we go. And they've kept their logo and and just terrible, terrible name, dear lord! They got to change that out in Jacksonville. I don't think ice exists in Jacksonville, except in ice in refrigerators or whatever. I don't think ice can exist at any time of year outside in Jacksonville. And then we've got the Fresno Falcons from 2003-2008. So their ownership group was not able to continue their operations after 2008. Um, And they tried to create a second team, but that folded mid-season. So... Then we have the Greensboro Generals from uh, so up to 2004. The Greensboro Monarchs. So Greensboro got a second sh- or had a shot beforehand. And they became the Carolina Monarchs of the AHL. And then you have the Greenville Growl with with three R's in the growl, by the way. The Greenville Growl. With a... I guess like a, a clip art image of a dog mm-hmm. on the top of their logo. That is us. That is possibly growling. The Hampton Road Admirals, even though okay, so the Hampton Road Admirals in 1989 to 2000 and were replaced by the Norfolk Admirals of the American Hockey League. The ECHL team was purchased in 2001 and moved to Columbus, Georgia, to become the Cottonmouths. 
Then we have the... How many more of these teams are there? This is the ECH. We're at the bottom rung of minor league hockey, so... I get it. I get it. But we we have other things to move on to. <laughs> That's true. We haven't even talked about the American Hockey League. Exactly. Um, Although... Okay. And I would like to go... There's a, little... a team called... the Oh, Jacksonville had a team called the Lizard Kings. That is interesting. Hmm. Okay. So, sorry. Uh, we are an hour in. I know. That's... I, I was trying to... I was trying to kind of stealthily allude to that. Okay. You know what that means, yeah, ladies and gentlemen? It does mean something. It is. Yeah, a word from our non-sponsors. Exactly. And uh, I would like to start again. I know. Two, two episodes in a okay, row. Okay, go ahead. My non-sponsor of the week is that California condor. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay, that, let's. That that California condor was amazing. <laughs> Did a fantastic job of eluding, eluding the authorities and just not giving a damn. Just said, you know what? I don't want to be here. I'm just gonna walk away from you. Oh, you fell down. Great, perfect opportunity for me to go ahead and walk away and do my own thing. And then. Oh, I'm bothering you players in the bench? I don't care. I'm just going to jump on top of you and walk until I find a way to get out of here. That condor did not care. That was that he is my spirit animal, not caring about anything. Just, you know what? I'm I want to get out of here. Not not So, so because of this and we're going to do because we you you've already Shout it out to, to people to, to donate their clothes if, they, if they're really angry at their favorite athletes and teams. Uh, so we're going to look at the California Department of Fish and Wildlife and learn a little bit about the California condor because that's what <laughs> hockey is all about. So the California condor, Jim Nope Gyps Californianus, is one of the largest flying birds in the world. When it soars, the wings spread more than nine feet from tip to tip. Condors weigh more than 20 pounds. So that was a big old bird that was on top of that guy. Yeah, no um, kidding. And the male Andean condor of South America is even larger than the California condor. Both are endangered species still. So they still are endangered, but conservation efforts have really helped in the, um, the protection of these birds. Thousands of years ago, they used to spread across uh, many states, um, including our Florida, even up into New York and mm. Texas. So, um, and even uh, some some evidence out in British Columbia of these birds. Lead poisoning is a serious problem for the birds in the wild. Yeah. And um, in California, they have a lot of uh, air pollution, so that doesn't help at all for them. In the 1970s. They found that there were only a few dozen of the birds left in the wild. So, 1980, they decided to get their butts in gear and try and save these birds. Um, and let's see. Uh, so, they raised young ones in captivity and all sorts of things like that. Um, so, they, they decided to uh, captive breed these birds and then release them into the wild later on. And as of 2016... So they went from 27 birds in 1987 and are now up to 446 of them as of 2016. Now that's still very few. Uh, kind of reminds me of my beloved Florida panther. Right. But Not the team, the animal. 
but you know, that's, both are endangered species right. to be honest but <laughs> but it's a good start to go from a couple of dozen to over that's i don't i can't math i'm sorry everybody all i know is 28 is a lot smaller than 400 something exactly so um the book i guess they'll continue the the, the good fight i, I don't, and uh, and see what what happens with with that bird. Um, so, as the condor population, wild and captive, so both in total, uh, reaching f- over 460 in 2017. So, um, there are lots of let's there's education outreach. Um, I'm sure Andrew, you would encourage people to uh, donate if they want to save this majestic bird, so we can have them at all our hockey games. Absolutely. I, I'm all about donating to make the world a better place. And whether it's donating an unwanted jersey because you are really angry at a player or donating to wildlife, wildlife Conservancy or something of that extent, uh, do it. It'll make, it'll make the world a better place. Whether it's money, donating time, whether it's your local SPCA, I don't care. Do something to make the world a better place. So I guess that could also be my non-sponsor is do a good turn daily, as the Boy Scouts would say. Do a good deed. Uh, I'll stick with the Condors, my non-sponsor, though, because he was awesome. Or she. It was awesome. Okay, so promo Promo code. um, Icebird. (laughs) Icebird. Okay, so... I suggested that maybe we do the non-sponsor thing, so I'm kind of have to go improvising with this. So as I as I think about it right now, as I'm trying to stall for time, do you need me to to fill the dead air? No, uh, gosh, man, you know what? Uh, let's let's turn. We'll, if I think of it along the way, we'll we'll, we'll come back. back to we'll it. come back to it. So let's wait. I have one for you. Okay, go ahead. Uh, we just went there this afternoon. Uh, but yeah, but. It, now, but yours was so wholesome and nice and all that stuff. Now, like, uh, like if I'm just going to talk about food, I could talk about food all day, but I don't want to talk about food all day. Okay. Well, um, to stall, as I'm thinking about it, I'm going to look at the Major League Baseball scores. <laughs> but it is uh, – we are into the second period for the Leafs-Bruins uh, game at 1-1, and the Capitals are up 2 nothing already with 5.52 left in the first on uh the bunch of jerks so they are and i'm pretty unsure they're not going to make the same mistake the lightning no. did if they go up three nothing no uh and so oh and just as a correction i was looking at it the lightning scored all three of their goals in the first period okay so it wasn't two in the first then one yeah, in the second it, it was, was all three. it was all three in the first you corrected yourself earlier though but did i yes you did oh um, i'm cor- i'm double correcting okay, myself just ahead. to be sure okay so um you know who my non-sponsor is right now? Ooh. Chris Davis of the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> my, what, what a and I'm pretty darn sure he's got enough money to sponsor me if he wanted to. <laughs> um, okay, so to, to preface this to everybody, so Chris Davis is a first baseman slash, I guess, designated hitter if you want, for the Baltimore Orioles Major League Baseball team. In 2016, he received a massive contract 
from the Orioles. I'm actually looking that up so, right now. Yeah, look it up, Andrew, because we're going to talk very significantly about this man. Now, prior to that, he was probably one of the best up, uh, up-and-coming players in the league. No question. Absolutely no question. It seemed like, okay, the, the Orioles now have a, a, a guy for them for the next you know decade or so, much like uh, what the Braves have done with Acuna, the Angels have done with Trout, right? The Phillies have done with Harper and 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 San Diego with 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 Machado. Unfortunately, Chris Davis. Uh, go, uh, sorry. On January twenty first, twenty sixteen, Davis signed a seven year, one hundred sixty one million dollar contract. Coincidentally, one hundred sixty one. Was the number of home runs Chris Davis hit with the Orioles before signing the contract? Which probably was, I guess, the the point of that number. Right. Probably. At that point, he had already had a 50 home run season. The dude was ridiculous. He, I don't want to say, I don't know. He was going to be really good if he kept it up. All right, so. We're going to pull up Chris Davis here on the screen. Now, mind you, there are two Chris Davises currently in Major League Baseball, as far as I know. There's a CH, which is the one we're discussing. And there's, there's a KH. Which is what many people are now calling, including myself, the good Chris Davis. <laughs> well, you haven't even told the people, the lovely people out there, why we're discussing Chris Davis. Well, we're gonna, well I'm pulling up his, uh, his page here on Baseball Reference. So uh, the dude is actually a year older than me, and uh, you old? Yeah, I, I am old. He debuted in two thousand and eight with the Texas Rangers. And why is this thing in the middle of my screen? What the heck is that? It's just like a a gray and silver thing. It's like the monolith from two thousand one, a space odyssey, just in the middle of the screen. But regardless, he uh, debuted in two thousand eight with the Texas Rangers. Uh, and he played with them up until 2011 when he was traded to Baltimore. In which case, uh, the um, that's did he was he on their was he on the Rangers World Series roster? Postseason batting? Uh, Looks like he was. Uh, he... No, 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 he was not. He's he's only playing played in the playoffs for the Orioles. So never mind. Okay, but regardless. Uh, so back back to it. He. Um, uh, played for the Orioles, and this thing is in the middle of my screen. What the heck is this? I'm trying to get it out of the way. Okay, but regardless, okay, he um, was having a fantastic season uh, with uh, with the Orioles. Was up and coming. They made that massive contract. And it's like, okay, we got our guy. Unfortunately, he has been anything but reliable after that. He well, had 53 home runs in 2013. I take, I, I challenge you. He has been reliable. He has been very reliable over the end of last season and the beginning of this one. He's been very reliable. Okay, so let's get to the gist of why Chris Davis is my non-sponsor. So beginning on September, hold on, 14th, I believe. Beginning on December, oh, September. September 14th, 2018. September 14th, 2018. Chris Davis decided to embark on a journey that no one has ever gone on before in Major League Baseball history. (laughs) Chris Davis has not gotten a single hit since that date. 
And every ep- he's he's gone up to bat since that day. Now, mind you, September in the like in the middle of September, that's the end of the season. The Orioles didn't make the playoffs. They're the worst team last season. Uh, okay, so okay, he went 0-4 for the rest of the season. That's fine. That's understandable. Okay, fine. It's a terrible team. Everything was horrible for the Orioles last season. Okay, we're 2019 now. The Orioles actually had a pretty good start to their to their season for now. Um, but you know they're they're projected to be a horrible team. Hey, Chris Davis. I'm, I don't even know what he did in spring training. Maybe he got a hit or two or there, but you know spring training doesn't matter. Once the game started to matter, Chris Davis decided, you know that thing I was doing in 2018. I'm gonna keep doing it. And we were watching this is this has been on the minds of a lot of baseball people for, for now that they're now, now that it's getting attention. OK, Chris Davis has been relentlessly booed by Baltimore Orioles fans because of the fact that he's being paid so much to do nothing. We haven't told them why this is so important, because he is the current record holder for ineptitude at the plate. He is he. Again, he went hitless on September 14th. He is now 0 for 53 in registered at-bats and 0 for 59 in any plate appearance. And mind you, his manager, I think Buck Schulter is still the manager. I'm not sure. I have no clue. I'll look that up. If not, if not, regardless, what the, the, his managers have, have tried to find a way to get him out of this slump. He's been um, he's been benched. He's been moved up and down the lineup. Brandon Hyde is their current manager. Okay, so Buck Schulter is gone, but you know he's not going to manage a, a horrible team anymore. <laughs> um, he's been he's been benched. He's been he's he pinched. He had a pinch hit at bat yesterday for the DH. Like he had he started at first base today. He had three at bats, Ofer uh, with a walk. With the walk, so at least he got on base. So he ha- he does have an on base percentage. He does have an on base percentage. It is a currently as of today. It is a uh, let's see, that's his OPS. Where's his on base percentage here? I'm trying to find it. Uh, there it is. OBP. He has a one twenty one on base percentage. So he has made it to first base at the very least. He actually he made it to base today. He was walked. Um, and. Uh, Mind you, the the Orioles are facing the Oakland A's right now, who have Chris Davis with a K, the good Chris Davis, and he is at the polar opposite of Chris Davis with a C. Chris Davis with a K has hit him along with Christian Yelich have had the most home runs in Major League Baseball between the date that Chris Davis with a C, the bad one, started this epic hitless offer. I mean, admittedly, Chris Davis was better before this. He, you know, he had a pretty good 2016 season and he had a very good 2017 season, uh, even well before September 14th. But we're going to ignore that narrative and just say that the the two started getting good and bad, respectively, uh, at the same time. So uh, Chris Davis... With the K has hit four home runs in in uh, in two games of the series between the Orioles and the A's, whereas uh, bad Chris Davis with a C has been has tries he might he had uh, he 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 put the ball in the bat 
and it went right down the line, but it was just fouled. That was the closest he's probably gotten. If I can put a caveat in a caveat into your non-sponsor, he's been hitting the ball well. He he's hit one or two out to the warning track. Uh, that one that he hit earlier today was, if it had been maybe six inches to the right, it was right on the baseline. It would have been fair, and he would have had the hit. And it was it was hit so hard, there was no chance the first baseman would have gotten anywhere near it. And and, and to your point of that, someone has been tracking his exit velocities on his on on the the on his uh, connections with the ball um, coming off the bat for the foul balls and his outs. That he's getting close, <laughs> like he's getting there, but and he's hitting the shifts and things like that. Unfortunately, he's a big pull hitter. So they're they're shifting everybody over to the right side of the infield, and he just hits into it every time. Um, but he's getting close, and I, it's it's gotten to the point where now the fans are actively cheering for him every time he's coming up to bat. The Orioles fans are actually standing up, giving him as much encouragement as possible. Uh, someone on Twitter mentioned it as if it was like, it's like watching Little League again, where you see that kid that just can't seem to get ahead. But you know what? Every single parent in the stands is like, come on, you can do it. You can do it, Chris. Go, go, go. Good eye, Chris. Good eye. You know, that type of thing. And now it's kind of endearing to me as well. I kind of, it was funny because we were watching it. We watched all three of us at bats today. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andrew, you had said that it's funny. Like, this is funny because baseball is funny. Um, but it's sad at the same time. Like, part of me wants to see it keep going. But another part of me wants him to, like, just break out and hit, like, a, a freaking 540-foot shot. And it was, it was interesting because... There was a scenario in this game. His team was down two runs. There were two men on base, and he was coming to bat. The guy has the power to launch the ball. I mean, his nickname is Crush. Uh, He hit 50 home runs in one season, as you mentioned. 50-plus, I don't remember exactly how many, but... 53 in 2013. How ironic, considering that he is now at 53 hitless at-bats. But anyway... He that would have been a great way to break the slump. Blast a 3-1 home run to put your team in the lead. That would have been fitting. Um, obviously, it didn't happen. He struck out on that at bat. But I, I almost, I had the same sort of feeling when the Browns won their first game. Because at, on one end of the spectrum... I was thinking to myself, I want to see this go as long as they can. I want them to keep losing just for the schadenfreude of it. And, and uh, just to an interject, the Capitals are up 3 nothing after the first. So much like the Lightning, they are up 3 nothing in the first game. But I do assume that they will not let what happened to the Lightning happen to them. I They would be... Stupid. And the Leafs are up 2-1 to one on the Bruins right wow. now. Oh. Let's see. So Patrice Bergeron scored for the Bruins and Marner once again unassisted on a a shorthanded goal. So, uh uh-oh. Boston's a little little trouble there. Uh, Okay, so um, 
so I'm hoping he gets out of it. So Chris Davis, you are my non-sponsor. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of a great promo code for this guy. Like I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, what what can we what can we do for Chris Davis? Promo code. Um. Uh, Chris without the K. Okay. So it's it two a double meaning because there is the good Chris Davis, but I also mm. don't want him to strike out anymore. <laughs> That's true. All right, I'll I'll allow it. I'll allow it. All right, so should we wrap up with the AHL here? Yeah. We're going to go into the American Hockey League um, playoffs, and then we will, uh, uh, I guess, wrap up our hockey extravaganza. Yeah. Because we've talked about the Gagarin Cup, the Kelly Cup. We uh, briefly touched on the NCAA right. Final we, we, Four. And we did see the, the game itself uh, Actually, finishing for. Before, before we go to the AHL, I just want to quickly bring up what uh what bu was telling me in our behind the scenes conversation here we go he was telling me that i mean ultimately didn't matter because umd ended up winning the game but they were there were two goals that were called back against umd and they could have beaten Providence by a lot more. Correct. Could have been six, uh, six to one. Although uh, I, I can't imagine it would have gotten that far ahead because the only reason the goalie was pulled was because it was a two to one game. But you never know. The Providence's coach, uh, coach may have been a glutton for punishment. Let's see what he had to say. Bu. BU, he thinks UMass is going to go all the way. He thinks this is UMass's, this is UMass's year, he thinks. Um, he predicts that they'll squeak it out of this game, though. Um, they have finally found reliable goaltending and will likely come out and they will likely come out with a lot of speed. Whereas Denver had a difficult time breaking through against AIC two weekends ago. AIC was... American International. They were the, I think, lowest seeded team in the whole... Yeah, they were because they took on and defeat the top-ranked St. Cloud State. Um, so he thinks that this is UMass's year. Um, I don't know the last time that UMass won, but... I know that UMD, this is their third straight year going to the national championship. So, it'll be interesting. I mean, I although he, BU does say that he he really, really, he, uh, he says, if I am right. UMass has, this is their first time in their Frozen Four. Really? Yeah, this is the first time they've ever made the Frozen Four. They have yet to win a uh, national championship. Uh, but he he says even though he thinks UMass is going to go all the way, he really hopes his prediction is wrong because he would love to see the meltdown because everyone hates UMass. All right, so... Uh, Moving on. So the, the HL regular season hasn't finished yet. Oh, really? They are, uh, I think, uh, 
April 14th, it says here. So we we still have some games left. Have all the spots been clinched? Well, this is what we're going to look at right now. So looking at the standings here, playoff picture through the games in April 10th here, their, their official um, primer, uh, we have the Charlotte Checkers. Uh, they're definitely clinched uh, with 106 points. Uh, followed by the uh, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, the Hershey Bears. Looks like they've clinched uh, from what it looks like. Uh, then we have the the Syracuse Crunch, which is the um, affiliate for the Lightning. Yep. The Rochester Americans have also clinched, as well as the Toronto Marlies. Uh, then the Chicago Wolves have clinched. And we've got the Bakersfield Condors have clinched, as well as the San Jose Barracuda. So there are, and that's in the Western Conference. So in the East, uh, we've got. Oh, and I just want. We've to got point. six of the eight spots um, in. So currently, the uh, the Providence Bruins have a four point lead on the uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms. It looks like with three games left. So it looks like uh, Providence is going to lock down that final spot. And then we have a tussle between the uh, the Cleveland Monsters and the Bell, uh, the Belleville Senators, who are only a point up, apart from each other. And two games left for Belleville, uh, three games left for for Cleveland. So that's going to come down to the wire for the final spot in the East. Whereas the West is way more wide open. We have the um, the Grand Rapids Grand Rapids Griffins who are, um, have 87 points, three points up on the Milwaukee Admirals, who are a point ahead of the Iowa Wild, who are also two points ahead of the Manitoba Moose, who are a point ahead of, of the Texas Stars and, I bel- and um, gosh darn it, the, um, the Rockford Ice Hogs, who still have a chance of making the playoffs uh, with only two games left remaining. Rockford Ice Hogs, by the way, is an amazing name for a team. Right. And then we've got, finally, at the end, uh, f- we have the San Diego Gulls with 77 points, two points ahead of uh, the Colorado Eagles, the Eagles, who uh, are defending Kelly Cup champion, but like we had mentioned before, have moved up to the American Hockey League. They essentially just moved up and... In the world, right? So, and then they are a point ahead of the um, of the the Tucson Roadrunners, who are the last team that has any shot of making the playoffs. So, there's still plenty of spots left in the West. We'll see how that fares out. Then we can, um, as the NHL playoffs move along in the future, we can pop in at the AHL in case we get bored of Chris Davis's streak. Oh, and hopefully it doesn't last that long, right? Although I, this is this is terrible of me to say, but I kind of hope that it goes to fifty-seven. So it's the the or fifty-six even. So it's the anti Joe DiMaggio. Even though he okay, how many games? So because it's an over streak, so it's not he hasn't played fifty-three games worth of of overness. That's true. So because that would be even more of an ineptitude. That would that would be. That would be one third of a season, uh, roughly. Okay, so, um, so that's the AHL uh, 
we don't really playoff, have anything to say. Uh, race at this point. Not much else to say. Uh, finally, yeah, uh, Washington's up three nothing, and there's the other stuff. So we're about an hour and thirty into this. I don't know, Andrew. Do you want to call it? I don't know. It's up to you. I mean, uh, well, uh, and aside from the um, from the the playoff races, is the hopeful playoff future for the Florida Panthers, which I didn't get to talk about in the last. Episode yeah, let's of, let's cover Joe Scoop. Quenville. Joel so, Quenville. for those of you who don't know, Joel Quinville, the second winningest coach in NHL history behind only one man, Scotty Bowman. Wow is uh no longer a free agent he is now the head coach of the florida panthers who have um who fired bob bugner uh because they knew they were going to get quenville who was looking at other opportunities in buffalo but nobody's going to go to buffalo right <laughs> you know i don't even think the people at the frozen four want to be there um i'm gonna throw shade at the sabers because <laughs> they're one of the few teams that we can kind of sort of throw shade at mm-hmm. um right and boy, oh boy, the fan base has been revitalized. <laughs> I can tell you that a lot of people did not renew their season tickets after the way the Panthers ended their season. They have now renewed their season tickets after they hired Joe Quenville. Um, interest in the team has actually boosted, uh, according to Dan Rosen, like 200%. Right. So it has made an impact. Um, and from a local standpoint, I think this might be the best opportunity for the Panthers to actually capture this market because the Marlins are terrible. They only scored one run in their three-game series against the Reds and gave up about five touchdowns worth of runs to the Reds. Mm-hmm. Actually, what was funny is uh, there was a Marlins fan that attended his first game at um, Great American Ballpark. Once again, the best sponsored corporate name in sports absolutely right now. no question you know for the longest time until maybe two or so years ago i thought it was just the name of the ballpark i didn't realize it was a sponsor so uh great american ballpark so he visited great american ballpark for the first time and if you go and uh, i think go to like guest services or something and say hey it's my first game here they'll actually give you a certificate mm-hmm. that says uh, because it's the 150th anniversary of the reds right um, they'll give you a certificate that says um, my fir- uh, first um, ball game at uh, great american ballpark with mm-hmm. the, the the opponents your name and the date of the of, of the of the game right so this marlins fan went there uh-huh and the Reds, normally they put, okay, you saw on this date, Cincinnati Reds versus Miami Marlins. But they decided to put, because they he watched the 14 nothing shellacking that the Reds did, they put Cincinnati Bengals versus Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> he got a chuckle out of that. And they actually gave him a real one with Marlins and Reds on it, but uh-huh. he has two of them now. <laughs> one with the Dolphins and Bengals, the other one with the Reds and the Marlins. I got to admit, that is some well... That is some very good trolling right there on the on the behalf of the Reds. Okay, aside, uh, so the Marlins are bad. The Dolphins are projected to be bad. They signed seven AAF players, by the way. So some good came out of the league. Yeah, a lot of. I mean, I still think there are a lot of more, a lot many more players that deserve to go to the next level. Um. But yeah, there's good. It's good that there's some good came out of this. Because these are guys I don't think would have gotten a shot normally. 
and the Dolphins, since they're projected to be bad, why not? Why not give these guys a shot? Maybe you might find some diamonds in the rough, which we, which was the whole point of the league, I guess, the original point before uh, Tom Dundon. And I guess this is karma as the, the Hurricanes are down 3 nothing. Uh, for him shutting down the league, maybe it's the 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 football, the minor league football gods exacting revenge <laughs> on the Hurricanes or something. Maybe they talked to Don Don Cherry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So um, so the Dolphins will be bad. The Heat just had this emotional run with Dwayne Wade retiring, and the Heat what are was, not. In what a, was what you said? You said now it's time to lay down and die or something. Well, because uh, so I was I talked to Cesar yesterday. Cesar is our California correspondent and who's a massive Lakers fan. And for him, Kobe Bryant was like, you know, one of his idols. And, you know, when Kobe retired, like it's just like a huge void for them. So I'm like, this is how you guys must have felt. And he's like, yeah, it's basically it. And I'm like, so I guess we just kind of lay down and die after this. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is, life is over now. <laughs> but the, the, the Heat don't don't really have they're kind of in the the NBA kind of desert at this point they don't know where they're gonna head and we don't know where they're gonna head so um they're a huge question mark and um well my college team are the florida state seminoles who i actually want to show this because this is a terrible terrible photoshop job and i just want to i just want to show it off to people um so so let me see if I can actually turn it. Uh, sports underscore goofs Twitter. Hopefully Google can find us. I hope we're not that unpopular. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So there's a there's a status and we'll we'll find ourselves on Twitter at some point. Um, so I want to, or maybe I had. Um, Maybe I had, uh, okay, let me see. So you know how in college football, uh, every, every season they come out with like a, a, a team poster yeah. with like the dates of their, of the, oh, of, this of is the, the schedule. FSU one? This is the Florida state one. Oh, and, boy. and this we is, we made so much fun of this over at RCFB. <laughs> so, so much fun. So here it is. Um, a look at the fo- 2019 football poster, Florida State, with the two fire emojis there. <laughs> 2019 Florida State football, one tribe, and you have about like four players sitting there with a bunch of spears in what looks like a landfill. Um, it, it, okay, so the Florida State Seminoles have a thing called the Sod Cemetery, mm-hmm. where we take, uh, in, for significant games, we take a, a part of the sod with us and kind of plant it into the sod cemetery and it's just a reminder of these games so um you know when we beat the gators or the hurricanes or win a bowl game or whatever (sighs) this is awful this it looks like a landfill the seminoles had a landfill (laughs) type of a season last year so it doesn't help that we have this it's just a shoddy graphic design job mm-hmm. like it just looks really bad like this is like the the lighting is horrible the the way that they place the helmets all over the place in the background it's just really bad there were some people uh kind of bringing the aaf back into this there were some people that were tweeting at fsu saying hey there's a lot of really great graphic designers looking for jobs right now and they the aaf they had a really good graphic design and marketing team 
Um, and they definitely could use the jobs, so, and they they did a great job with it. Right. So a lot of people, uh, if you posted this on April Fools, I would have understood. Like just <laughs> just all types. I'm trying to figure out what city is that in the background, and they put Havana, which is Havana, Florida, which is in the middle of nowhere out there too. Uh, landfill dog, like, and. And there's the image of Tiger Woods in a Braves hat. I can't believe you haven't seen that. Like, there's, a, I don't know why. I don't know why it's 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 popular right now. And I had put looks like all our graphic design degrees took a hit after this. <laughs> like the value of it just because took a hit. You have a graphic design degree, but not from Florida State. <laughs> so thankfully, it doesn't really affect me in that sense. <laughs> but it's just really bad. So there's no hope for. Uh, well, hopefully we improve somehow, some way, for our 2019 season. But I'm excited for hockey because of Joel Quinville because he's being he's going to bring f- legitimacy to the Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not going to take any guff. Okay, for for lackadaisical defensive efforts, Mike Matheson, in particular, Joel Keith Quindle. Yandel. Joel Quen- Joel Quenville is one of those old school, uh, one of those old school coaches. I mean, you don't, and he gets results. You aren't the, you don't get to be the second winningest NHL coach of all time without having results. Right, but he's also, um, he's also a guy who who does um, follow the trends. Which is why he, he had been so successful successful with with the the Chicago Blackhawks. So he's um, he's uh, gosh, why, why are you cracking up? Did you find something really funny? I'm looking at the Tiger Woods hats. I yeah, for real. He's, they're all over the place. I don't know why. I don't know why. It, 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 it's like a meme for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it really is that funny. You're laughing more at that than the contour. <laughs> this is our playoff hockey extravaganza, folks. You don't get this anywhere on radio or on TV or on the internet. Okay? Not in writing. Nothing. Okay? If you want playoff hockey coverage that includes laughing at Tiger Woods and an Atlanta Braves hat, this is it. This is this is where you get that quality content. Okay, this is sports goofs. This is this is the whole reason I made this show so that we could laugh at Tiger Woods and an Atlanta Braves hat. <laughs> this is the pinnacle of the show actually. We go downhill from here. So thank you, Tiger Woods, for popping on a Braves hat sometime in the mid 2000s. I'm assuming. <laughs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> okay, so uh, David Dvorak uh, actually pointed out that Joel Quenville, in his first season, which with every team that he's he's coached, has at very least made the first round um i think the blackhawks made it or um was it the uh the, gosh darn it he he at least made it to the second round in one season and the blackhawks made it to the third round in his first season as a coach 
uh, for for them. So uh, it gives me hope that he can actually replicate that in Florida because uh, if we do get Panarin and Bobrovsky, we should be able to overcome at the very least the Blue Jackets and be competitive. We have the pieces to do so. If you guys get Panarin and Bobrovsky, you're you're pretty much slated for a playoff spot. It sets us up pretty well. We'll have Roberto Luongo as a backup, and that we had discussed before. We do a lot uh, of the these. Day. For anyone who thinks that we just make this stuff up and we're putting this on for the camera, there's no camera, but you get my point. We we just had this discussion on our way and watch earlier today. So, so yeah, Luongo. This is the stuff we talk about. Yeah, Luongo is um, willing to be a backup. Uh, and it'd be great because he just cannot take a full starter's load anymore um, at 40 years old. And, of course, I, I prefer him over Reimer uh, because Luongo, despite his age, is still a future Hall of Famer and is still a very serviceable goalie. In He's fact, an above-average goalie. Well, yeah, for the most part, at the very least average at this age, which um, I would say Reimer is average on a good night and below average on his normal nights. Right. Um, so uh, Bobrovsky being there, and hopefully Bobrovsky has a good deep playoff run with the Blue Jackets, which would give us more confidence in his ability to at least step up in the playoffs because um, guys like him and I guess Rene uh, have always felt a little wavering mm-hmm. to to those in, in the playoffs, unlike a guy like Murray or Flurry or right. Well, even there's some questions about Tucker Rask as mm-hmm. um, it's now th- it's it's three to one Leafs. Uh, still, so well. Uh, as we were discussing earlier, um, I mean, all indications are that Bobrovsky is the real deal. I mean, going back to the Lightning Blue Jackets game, back ga- to when he was with the Flyers, but right, yeah. he gave up th- in this ga- in this last game. He gave up three goals in the first period. That's not great. And honestly, looking back, I'm surprised that the coach didn't pull him. Uh, I kind of wish he did in retrospect. Um, that's that's not a great start to a game, but whatever mojo happened or whatever he did in the locker room. Uh, and he came up with some huge saves right. in that third period. He he was he shut the lightning down for the remaining 20 of uh, remaining 40 minutes. And had he not played the way he did, this would be a one nothing lead for the Lightning, even if they were kind of coasting. Uh, so, you know, that's a good sign for you guys, should you end up signing him, that he, he has the resiliency to bounce back from an atrocious start. Well, I wouldn't go so far to say atrocious. Atrocious would be... Uh, sorry, Patrick Waugh, you're my Dakota favorite goaltender of all time, but that was nine goals that he gave up against the Red Wings. The, the game, the final game of his career with, the, with Montreal. Um, yeah, yeah, essentially something like that, something ridiculous where they didn't even pull him up for right. a while. Although I can't really fault him for that because if you're off your game, your coach should just pull you. Don't, don't let, don't let a situation like that happen, but... Even still, that's like next level stuff. Giving up three goals in a period is, I'd say, fairly bad, but I won't go so far to say it's atrocious. Uh, but anyway. But by the way, the, the Denver uh, UMass game has already started just now, so um, the late game is on. Uh, 
yeah, so I do have hope for next season. Um, I'm trying not to get like I'm hyped with Coach Quinville there. I feel like that'll that alone will get us uh, a few more points in the standings. But of course, he's a coach; he can't play. Right. But I, and, I'm a, I'm hoping his management style will resonate with the Panthers, and of course, uh, resonate with um, free agents and or players with no movement clauses who might want to move mm. and demand trades, and be like, hey, they Florida's. Uh, Aside from the no income tax and great weather, <laughs> hey, well, they got a good still that young core that's there that you know we're still trying to take advantage of and not Bryce Harper this whole thing up like the Nationals did, right? Um, and this one of the greatest coaches to to ever coach, right? And I think also if the if the Panthers market this right, they'll get a few more season ticket sales because just take some winning. And they can say this: this is a proven winner over his X year career, and he's down here in Florida. They, now. They've already mar- they're marketing it now. I mean, it's it, it is. I know their, their push Twitter logo right is now a Q. Exactly, with that, and the Q looks like a mustache on the bottom. Right, of it. but um, uh, the Panthers, it's just it's put up or shut up. I I've said I've said it before. Um, this is probably their hell Mary, the last ditch effort to make things work down here. Because this is their best opportunity with the void of the other three teams being terrible. Um, that, hey, if they put on a winning squad, people will go up to Sunrise and watch them from down here. Right. Um, they will come. They came out in droves in 2016. They did it in 2012. It just They just need to find a way to sustain it. So not one playoff appearance every five years. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm glad for the Panthers. Uh, I don't want to say much more about it because I can go on and on, but um, well, we still but, it, it's all still like, like just speculation and hope right. at this point. So I don't want to get too excited. I want to see how the off season goes, uh, goes about. Um, uh, we still have the, NH- the NHL draft. Um, some people think we might actually just trade our first round pick for, for some pieces, which wouldn't be bad either because if Panthers are a win now mentality. That'd be great. Um, and and then we'll see free agency once um, those guys those guys are ready to sign. I think we'll know a lot more about the Panthers' future come the end of, uh, come the middle of June once the playoffs are over. Whether I mean, I'm, first, maybe. I think if somehow Columbus wins the Stanley Cup, they may be inclined to try and bring back Bobrovsky and Panarin. I mean, if that did happen, I would. I would assume Bobrovsky would not be leaving, but um, once again, who knows? Maybe even a deep, deep run in the playoffs. By the way, both of the goalies in the UMass Denver game, their names is Philip, F-I-L-I-P. And one is Swedish and one is Finnish. So they're both Nordic goaltenders with the first name Philip, and a last name that starts with L. So little fun little fact there, I guess. All right, so Andrew, uh, we haven't really actually, despite the fact that we've talked about all this, we haven't actually given any predictions as to who we think we're going to win the cup. Now I know where your heart lies. Um, Unfortunately, I, I really can't give any predictions until each each series goes into their second game. I feel like from the way that I saw the Sharks handle the Knights, I feel like, and because this is their, their, um, 
remember Eric Carlson is a free agent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the Sharks don't have much time left with some of those guys. Right. Um, Thornton's going to be retiring in the next three years, it, I think. So, well, he's on one-year deals from here on out. Right. So, but, like, sometime in the next three years, I think so, he's done. So, but um, the Sharks, I believe, are going to come out of the West. Just, I think so. Yes. Um, I think they they have that the great mix of of defense. Uh, their goal, Martin Jones has been a great goaltender for them. Uh, and once again, I told you about that third line of those veteran guys. Yeah. Um, not not many teams actually have that <laughs> reliable. Uh, those reliable forwards, so they can they can roll lines. Uh, I I like the way they played the Knights in that first game. It it was it was the only game that wasn't a one goal game. Right. Um. So they they handily defeated them. Um. So I do like the Sharks out of the West, out of the East. Um. Man, the Lightning did not did not help in that first game. Like. Yeah. I, I still. I, I, and, and by precedent from from past, like they've lost, they found ways to lose their series. Is mm-hmm. like um, right. Yeah. The Capitals are still up right now. I, I find it hard in the East because the the Lightning sh- the Lightning have a propensity to choke. You know what I'm gonna. Uh, you know what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the Washington Capitals are going to defend their title. You think so? Right here, they're gonna go back to back. See, I see before game one, just based on what the Lightning did all season, I thought the Lightning were going to go all the way. The they still have the talent to do it. They still have the game plan to do it. The problem is, do they have the mental fortitude to do it? Because you gave up a three nothing lead on the Blue Jackets, or any team for that matter. I don't care if it was the Baltimore Orioles, or I don't care if it was the Baltimore Orioles or the the Washington Capitals. Exactly. It's, Heck, Chris Davis could have scored a goal. Exactly. Uh, it's You cannot give up a 3 nothing lead. You can't do that. It was actually the first time all season that they lost after having led by three. So, I still think the Lightning are the team to beat. Um, I can't say much more about the other games, unfortunately, because I don't follow them. I, I mean, I'm just going by their performances from the last, um, the last couple, last few seasons. They were up three to two on the Washington Capitals, and then promptly forgot how to score for the next two games. Mm-hmm. Like they, like, and this is from like one of the best offensive teams. In, of the last few seasons, uh, so that was in in twenty in twenty eighteen in twenty seventeen. So um, once again, the, in the second round, uh, even in twenty even to the, in twenty to the to well no the, the sorry the first round sorry that's when they were eliminated I forgot. Um, even going back to twenty fifteen when they were in the Stanley Cup final, um, they I think they only won one game. Um, I don't remember exactly, but it was definitely a a much the the series should have been much closer than it right. was, right? Um, and then going back to 2011, even what well, they they missed the playoffs in 2017, right? And then 2016 was when they uh, they were faced the Penguins, mm-hmm. 
and I can't remember how that one went. But well, that was the conference final. So mm-hmm. the the Lightning were um, once again up three games to two, and then probably lost game six and seven. Yeah, scoring only three goals in the last two games. We we definitely have a we definitely have the the choke gene in us. Right. Um, I mean, even going back to 2011, uh, I can't really. Well, no, no, that was freaking at the end, the game seven. That was a good game. That was a good. That was a good. That wasn't much of a choke. That was just you know. That was just. That was just Tim coming Tom- down to the wire between two two that's, teams and Dwayne Rollison playing out of his mind at forty years old. Yeah, that save by Tim Thomas with the with the with the blade of his stick, that still gives me nightmares. We were so close, really so close, and I think that had we won that series, I think we would have won the cup. I don't think the Canucks were would have. Admittedly, it was a seven-game series. So I think it would have been a six- or seven-game series, and I, I still think the Lightning would have pulled it out. Yeah, and then um, you guys were up two games to one on the Blackhawks in 2015 and then uh, promptly lost. But that Blackhawks team was – that was, you know, the, the, the pinnacle of the dynasty. So uh, once A Joel, Joel Quenville. That's, yeah, I was about to say Joel <laughs> Quenville coach team. So hopefully a uh, harbinger of things to come for, for, for the Florida Panthers. So I could be I could be eating crow in a few weeks, a couple of days, who knows. I still think that the the path to the cup goes through Tampa just because I know what they can do if they have the right mindset. They one person said they bulldozed the league this year and that's not that is a not inaccurate Yeah, I had analogy. said to you that they have handed their butts to everybody. Every team, I think, lost to the Lightning. If the Lightning, if the Lightning can get their heads on straight and play like they've like they did, they kind of slow down a little bit toward the end of the year. Not really, um, but if they can get their heads on right and play like they did during this, the regular season, there's no stopping them. Hold on, what's going on out in Buffalo? Because they have we have the refs inside looking at the replay, so I just want to see what's going on because it's kind of interesting. Um, so we've got. We'll probably end the show with this. Yeah, we'll end the show with this because we're we're about to hit the two hour mark. Uh, thank you for anybody who watched our playoff extravaganza, even though we we talked about baseball and. Ooh. Check right to the head. Oh wow! You, you can't, can't do, do that. that. Oh wow! Absolutely not. No, that is bad. And he—he—it wasn't like an accident. He threw his shoulder. Yeah, into no, him. that was purposeful. No, you, right you, in front of the. Absolutely right not. In front of the benches. You can't do that. Absolutely not. Wow, that's dirty. That is dirty. Like the puck is already passed. Look! Look at that. He's—it's already passed the Denver player. So yeah. So he's not. He missed the puck, so he's not even playing the puck, and just the follow through on itself, and that's the captain of the the UMass team. So the yeah. I guess the refs are trying to see if it looked intentional, which it totally It does. totally looks intentional. Like, this I, is, like, I mean, he's, the looks looks like the guy is still up and he's, you know, he's still on the bench for 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 Denver, so, you know. I mean, I think this should be a game misconduct ejection. That's probably what they want to see because if that's the case, that and that's their captain, so that's I'm their assuming captain. that's a good player and that it would be a massive loss for for but, for for the Minutemen. 
I don't care if he's a fourth liner or the captain of the team. I don't care. You can't hit somebody like that. And yeah, if, I if, mean that's a no no in any <clears throat> level of any sport. And it's it's not like it was an accident either. It's like he was he like threw his his uh, vice. Did he him. leave his skates? Did he leave off? Did he did he jump off the ice? Came very close. Because if that's the case, then you can. It's it's that's because you can't you can't jump off the ice. You can't get off the ice for that hit. Because he then came it's even really harder. close to it. But the thing I I'm seeing more of is he wasn't a hit. He threw his arm into the guy's head. Right. I I mean I could understand the shove, but it's. It wasn't a shove either. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I can understand a shove, right. but he's well, it looks like they're done. That player's in a vulnerable con- yeah. position because he's got his head facing away from, well, not away from, but facing towards the the bench, uh, trying to play the puck. It goes, it rolls past him, and it's already like five, six well, feet past on. him at that point. Uh, officials may review when a major penalty is being considered. Outcome may be a major or minor penalty. Officials are also permitted to review unobserved situation. Um, so we'll see what the call is here from the refs. Okay, so... Yeah, just just no... Okay, so... What do we have here? I, I guess he's telling the... The Denver coach, the decision. Well, that was the UMass coach. Oh, sorry, UMass. Sorry, they're in white and Denver's in red. Right. It's it's old style jersey selection. Um, in the in NCAA, he's going to the bench. Um, I think he's done. I I, I don't have the audio up on it, but I think he's done. Yeah, he's headed to the bench. He's Locker taking room. up. He's taking off his helmet. So, Hold on, I'm just going to put up the audio with that. Yeah, just Okay, so it's a 5-minute major. Huh. Holy crap, you got the Spanish broadcast of the, the Frozen broadcast. 4? I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> Dear lord, the Panthers don't even broadcast in Spanish anymore. Okay, so I didn't know that no Okay, so um so I can't tell. So it's a it five. Was... So it's a five-minute major. Um, I mean, I think it would have been worse if the guy was completely, like, if he was knocked out of the game, if the Denver guy was out, because then right. it's like, okay, and I'm. It looked like he was okay. I, I don't know if they put him through con- concussion. Pro- He's still on the bench, so right. I guess no concussion protocol there, but um, still pretty scary, uh, and kind of a somber note to end this on. But yeah, but. Regardless. Yeah, it felt like a hockey commentator for once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Andrew, thank you for joining me for the hockey extravaganza. Absolutely. Uh, was happy to do it. Had a lot of fun. I, I guess I might do a basketball extravaganza next week. I don't know if you'd be up for that, but I know Char- I'd like to do it with Charles at the very least. And Cesar. Yeah. I, I would probably just stay home for that one because I would con- I would contribute absolutely nothing to the conversation. I guess. I lived in Orlando. <laughs> that'd be a, that'd be the only only comment you'd have. Uh, pretty much. Okay, so uh, I like their old their old style jerseys from back when they were. Well, they were celebrating the their their anniversary, so they were yeah. wearing them a lot this season. They they, they need to bring that full, back full time. That's the only major opinion I or have. Or at the very least, a modern version of it. Yeah. So thank you everybody for joining us, um, Francisco and Andrew. 
like, on behalf comment, of share, and subscribe. The, and behalf, on behalf of the Sports Goofs, not with us this evening, uh, because we're really the only two that care about hockey. <laughs> so thank you. And, thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you, I think, next week with an actual Sports Goofs episode. 22. Right. Yep. Good night, everyone.